to start the anchor recording now. So um, the podcast goes out to all of the anchor Spotify. Um, there's about seven or eight other little podcasts that it goes out to. Welcome, welcome to all you guys on the podcast tonight. It will be a short show because it is a holiday and everybody's probably doing the same thing. They're grilling out with, with, um, their families. So anyway, I'm, you know, technology is really a strange thing, (laughs) but at least we got the what's for dinner, David situated. And um and so here here what happened is we lost the stream for a minute and now it's back. So I'm not gonna do another intro, but <clears throat> for those of you that are joining now, welcome to the show. Uh happy Monday night. Let's do some shout-outs over here on Instagram. Hey to Zoe and Chance. Good to see you guys tonight. This is gonna be an interesting show because even though it is short because it's a new concept, like it's a different concept on sort of what we normally think of in relationships. Um, And so often our emotions can actually produce a block to the relationship becoming productive or or coming back together. And often, often I see this with Uh, relationships that have had a problem and the two people are trying to work things out. Let's make sure my microphone is over here. So as you guys are joining, please give me a shout out in the comments section so that I can see if the microphone is working. I also want to do a quick shout out to uh, my fellow podcaster, Hitch to Homicide. Um, David and I are doing a two-part series on the real Amityville horror. (laughs) Last uh, Wednesday was episode number one, and this Wednesday is episode number two on Hitch to Homicide, and I would absolutely love it if you guys tuned into the podcast. Now, if you want to pick up the link to the podcast, thank you, Janice. Just go to my Facebook page and the last post on Hitch to Homicide, there will, there will be a link to um, the website and the website will take you to all the different platforms that the podcast is available on. But <clears throat> we really enjoyed being on Hitch to Homicide and we hope that we can be on there in the future. And it was absolutely so much fun to delve into this uh, Amityville horror in a historical way, but but also in like an intuitive way, because what I what I did for the podcast was I tried to channel all the information that I got about it, trying to put out <clears throat> of my mind, you know, what you have seen on TV and all the movies and stuff. Thank goodness I really didn't have too much um kind of logged into my memory about that particular case. I think most of 
the notoriety came afterwards when the Lutzes purchased the property and uh, that's when the things really got a, a lot of notoriety. So <clears throat> part two is all about that half of it, which is going to be very, very interesting. Now, I know tonight's topic is, is not a, it's not a hugely popular one like, you know, the paranormal topics are. But part of the reason that I do the podcasts and do the um, videos is informational. And it, this seems to be coming up quite a bit in, as um, in readings that uh, people are trying to work out relationships <clears throat> and their emotions are producing blocks to the success of the relationship. And so one of the reasons I do the videos is um, to be sort of an informational resource for the future. And since this is coming up a lot in readings, it's my thought that um, this can be an informational thing that I can send to someone who's had a reading that this is applicable and it might just help them for the future. Because when people come in for a reading, it's um, they're usually in a really high emotional state and it's very difficult for people to pay attention and to focus on what you're saying. And sometimes following up with a video that I send to them, they're able to take in a little bit more of, you know, details that they may have missed during the episode, uh, during their appointment. So <clears throat> now let's get into the, the nitty gritty of this. Uh, and we're, what we're going to talk about is basically the wavelengths of emotions and the aura. Uh, we now know that each strand of DNA in your body holds exactly 1000 light photons. And so you're, you're literally made of light and that's ultraviolet light, infrared light and bioluminescence. And these are all proven scientific facts. And the 1000 photons is a scientific fact. We have actually counted the number of photons in a DNA strand and it is exactly 1000. So what is the, the aura? The aura is the light that's emanating off of your body because you're made of that. <clears throat> and at different stages and in different times, that light is kind of amplified in a certain bandwidth. Let's say you are a leader type of person. The bandwidth of red is going to be pretty wide in the light spectrum of your, your body light or your essence, your spirit light. Hey to Brenda Sutteris. Good to see you. And so, um, this, this is the same thing with emotions. Okay. Emotions produce are produced and they reflect the bandwidth of color that's contained within your aura and the color wavelength change it changes with the emotions 
that you put off. I hope you guys are following me over here on Instagram. Hey to Diane. Good to see you tonight. So let's say one day you get up and you are depressed. Then what that's meaning for your body light is that the bandwidth of blue is exaggerated in your aura for the day because the negative connotations to blue is depression, rainy, cold. And that's why they often call it the blues. Okay. Every bandwidth of color has a positive connotation and a negative connotation. And we'll go through those because I want you to know how they relate to being a block to someone else that you're trying to connect with. So let's say you are in a negative resonance of blue and you're having some trouble with the blues or some depression and the energy is rainy and cold. Blue is a cold color. And the person that you're trying to connect with is maybe, let's say, a red person. They're very positive. They uh, have a lot of vibrance. They're energetic. Um, they require people to pay attention to them. They're recharged, you know, vitality. And red is a warm color. Those two energies do not match. And they actually kind of clash because, you know, red is this warm, energetic, passionate type of wavelength. And then we have this blue, which is cold and depressive and sort of disconnected. Those two energies are not going to be able to meet in the middle and they're going to clash at every angle. So what I'm trying to get across, I guess, is in trying to work things out with a loved one that you're having difficulties with, the first step is to analyze, you know, what is each person's energetic wavelength? You know, are you blue? Are you red? And we're going to go through all of the colors just so that you kind of get an idea of where you might be on the spectrum. But you first have to analyze, you know, what is each person's energetic wavelength. And then in order to try to work things out or to connect with that other person, you may have to adjust your own level uh, to make it more cohesive with the person that you're trying to work with. For example, the blue red scenario that we were talking about. So let's say you're the person who's blue and you're having trouble with this depression and, and this cold energy, um, you may have to uh, be more positive, creative, and upbeat, and maybe elevate yourself up to a yellow uh, wavelength in order to connect with the person who is at this red wavelength. Hey, to B. Ferreira over here on Instagram, good to see you. And I'll go over what kind of matches up with what and so that you can sort of kind of get it straight in your mind. What's a good match for what? Um, because we have true colors of the wavelengths and then we have blended colors. So let's talk about the body aura and the light spectrum. So all the aura is, is the body's light 
that is fractured into different wavelengths. And this is the light, like you're made up of the light spectrum. When you put a wave of light through a prism, it will break up into different colors and it will show you all the wavelengths of light that make up what you are consistent of, you know, and some will be wider than others. And that just reflects the amount of energy produced by the spirit and what it's um, channeling more towards. Like I said, like, if you're a leader and your wavelength of red is more dominant, that person channels more energy towards that dominant leadership energy. And so that makes the red wavelength wider. So let's go over the colors. Red, the positive connotations of red are, you know, newness, vibrance, passion, energetic, attention, recharge, restoration. It's a warming color. The negative connotations of red are anger, agitation, fear, and stopped. Okay. Because we have to look at both sides of the coin. Um, or the orange wavelength, we don't go into because it's only a blend of orange and yellow. So the main colors are the ones that we're most concerned with which is red, yellow, and blue. Everything else is a blend of either what's in front of it or what's behind it. So orange is a wavelength blend of yellow and red. So it's going to have both attributes of yellow and red, the positive and the negative. So it really doesn't have its own attributes. It's blended. So let's go into the other main uh, color, which is yellow. The positive attributes of yellow are creative, upbeat, positive, and energetic. Again, yellow is warming um, because of the sun connotations it has. Now, the negative connotations of yellow are fear, cowardice, dying, yellowing, loss of vitality. So when you connect with a certain wavelength, you want to be sure that you're connecting with the positive side of this instead of the negative. Because blue, even let's say go back to that couple of the red and the blue that are trying to reconnect. If the blue person who's in that depression raises their awareness to the yellow, they've got to raise it to uh, the positive attributes of the yellow uh, instead of the negative, because there may be a tendency if the person who's in that blue vibration is uh, experiencing depression or the blues, they may connect more with this dying or yellowing or loss of vitality in the yellow spectrum, which is not what you're supposed to do. So that means they kind of have to change the vibration or wavelength to that more warming positive side of the yellow in order to connect with that person who is on the red wavelength. So now we're going to look at uh, green. Green is another blended color. Okay. 
green in wavelength is a combination of yellow and blue. So it's going to have ac both attributes of the yellow wavelength and the blue wavelength. Hey to Jess over here on Instagram. Good to see you. <clears throat> so blue is the next really dominant one. Our dominant colors are you know, red, yellow, and blue are primaries and everything else is a blend of what's in front or what's uh, behind that color. So blue positively, the positive wavelength of blue is peace, truthfulness, tranquility, and quiet. But here we jump from warm colors or warm wavelengths or the warm type of energy to cooling or cold type of energy because the green and the blue are both cooling or cold energies. And uh, I think that the reason that blue is in that cold range is because the tranquility and the peace in order to quell a lot of emotional upheaval and different things, blue needs to be cooling. It needs to soothe. It needs to calm. And you can see how that energy works that way in the color of blue. Now, after blue, we have violet. Okay. And violet, again, is a combination or a blended color. It's a blended color of the blue and red attributes, okay? Red being we're going in a circle. So this light spectrum goes from blue back to red at this point. And violet is a blended color of the blue and the red. So, you know, everything is circles. It's everything is, it's circum, it goes around and around circumferential. So I guess is what I'm trying to grasp for. When you first get into a relationship and everything is flowing and everybody's experiencing growth, the energies of the people are equal and they're synchronized. And so you, you have brought your energy both up to red and it's matching because it's new, it's vibrant, it's passionate, it's recharged, it's uh, warming. And so when people get off of track and those energies diverge is when we start seeing the emotions of people becoming blocks to a successful companionship. Hey to Ina, good to see you. And don't, don't worry about joining late. You can always rewind. Uh, so getting back to what we were talking about before, the step one is analysis of each person's energetic wavelength and then adjusting your own level to make it more cohesive. So let's talk about what's a good match for what. Hey to Crabtree over here on Instagram. Good to see you tonight. So red, if your wavelength is dominantly red and you are a really red person, um, and if you're just joining, you'll have to rewind and listen to again, again, because we go over each color and kind of what the positive and the negative attributes of each color is. And these are related to your emotions, because when I say 
red is a positive warming wavelength and we delineate it by passion, attention, recharge. Those are all emotional aspects. So the emotions are directly linked to these wavelengths of color. So red is a good match. Again, red is a good match for red. It's also a good match for orange. It's also a good match for yellow because yellow is still a warming color and orange is a blend of red and yellow. So the further apart that you get on the spectrum, like we were talking about earlier, the person who's in a red wavelength and the person who's in a blue wavelength, which is like total opposites on the spectrum because blue is a cold divergent type of color. Um, the harder or the more difficult it is to communicate, to try to work things out and to bring things back together if you're on two different ends of the spectrum. Now, if your wavelength is at yellow, you're a good match for anybody in the red wavelength or orange, but you can also kind of connect with somebody in that green wavelength because you know, yellow and blue make up the green wavelength. So there are parts of that yellow wavelength that you can connect with a person who's in that green vibration. And the green vibration is just attributes of blue and attributes of yellow that are blended. It doesn't really have its own uh, wavelength vibration. Now we'll look at blue. A person who is blue is a good match for green. They're a good match for violet. And they can also kind of connect with a person who's in a yellow vibration. Um, so you really have to look at how's the person behaving? What's their generalized energy? How can we assign a color to it? You know, how can we adjust our own wavelength to try to work with that. Um, let's get back to the couple that's red and blue. And let's say you're the blue person again, trying to bring your vibration up to yellow, more warming type of wavelength, more positive, um, more upbeat, more energetic. That will help you connect with the person who's in the uh, red vibration to, to where maybe at that point, both people can try to work things out. So a lot of times when people come in and they have, um, <clears throat> let's say they have, uh, again, back to the red and blue couple. Let's say you have somebody who's in a red vibration, but they're more in the negative wavelength of red, which is fear and stopped. Maybe the, the relationship's been broke up and they're having a lot. Of, the red person is having a lot of fear. They fear being blocked. They fear being stopped. And the person who broke up with them is more in a um, blue, again, a blue resonance where they're a little bit quiet and they want to be tranquil and they want to be by themselves. The only way to 
get to that person is you're going to have to lose the negative connotations of red, which is the fear and being stopped and drop the levels down a little bit to where you're more maybe in a positive yellow resonant state where you're creative, you're upbeat, you're energetic and extending that energy to them that will maybe take the fear um, out of the situation. Hey to Rob Abbott, good to see you tonight. I hope this kind of makes sense to you. Um, but, you know, warm and cold energies can be opposites and they can be huge blocks towards any kind of cohesiveness of working things out in a relationship. So the further apart on the color wheel the people are in the emotions, the more blockages occur. So the closer that you can bring these back in, the more um, success you may have in working things out. Uh, so now it's time for <laughs> it's time for dinner. So I'm going to head out to the barbecue that David has prepared and we're trying out the new barbecue grill. And um, again, don't forget, Hitch to Homicide is Wednesday. It's going to be part two of the, Amity, the real Amityville Horror. And I hope you guys have a fabulous week. And kisses from Kentucky. And I will see you next Monday night with something paranormal probably. This is, a, this is an emotional relationship type of show. But next week we're hitting back to the paranormal. So I'll see you then. Thank you.